Hello, hello, hello. We are back. Well, half of us are back. Yeah. Yep. Just Nelson and Kevin tonight. The Nelson and Kevin show. That's all you got. So uh, <laughs> saddle up and uh, here we go. Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to fill Nate's shoes. Uh, it's a difficult task at times, but I will give him my best I shot. I don't know. He's got very small feet. Am I? Oh, am I giving him too much credit? Yeah, maybe. Okay, uh, that's maybe fair. a little too much. Yeah. Uh, I tried to find some good news. I'm trying to stay away from weather or history, but you know, because I'm a nerd. But <laughs> so we'll go to Mars. You, I now they you you get a lot of Weather Channel at at work, so right. It's hard to stay away from it's, weather for you. I it know. is difficult. Yeah, currently, yeah. yes. Okay, yes. okay, um, okay. So we'll go to Mars. So okay, we'll go to outer yeah. space. Uh, Perseverance rover. Still, have you have you been seeing the pictures? It's pretty wild. Yes, I think it's. I'm really interested in it. It's, it's a lot of fun to see it. Have you seen the helicopter? Uh, no. Yeah, they've uh, they're going to deploy a helicopter first week of April on Mars. I don't. Why? Is there gravity? Some kind of gravity? I don't understand all that of it, but I do know one interesting fact about it. They included a patch of fabric from the Wright Brothers flyer from 1903 on that helicopter. What? Took it to Mars. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That is really neat. I was reading about that today. I was like, huh, that's a neat little. So they're going to try to fly a helicopter on Mars, right? An unmanned helicopter. It would be unmanned, yes. Unless there's a really small man. I want to know the logistics of controlling that. Because it's not, it can't be instant time, right? Right, there's a delay. There's yeah, absolutely right. got to be a delay. I wonder if it's just already pre-programmed to go to a certain to do point. A, a certain flight pattern. To a flight and land. Interesting. Hmm. We'll have to send a note to him and ask. <laughs> I'm sure NASA will get right back get to us. Get right back to you. Um <laughs> Another fun fact I learned today looking up some news. Do you know the on our standard school buses, they have the three black stripes on the side of the bus? Okay. Do I you haven't know, paid a lot of attention. Do you know why they're there? I do not. Interesting. Interesting. I found out today it is to uh, designate where the floor of the bus is, the bottom of the seat is, and the top of the seat is in case there's an accident. Really? And that's So if you had to cut into it, you wouldn't cut in below the floor and then just have to cut again. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I was kind of like, well, I mean, I don't know. You how would think, as a volunteer firefighter, I should probably know that. I wasn't going to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Does your child ride a bus? But you get what you pay for sometimes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and then another fun, kind of lighthearted story that, we, uh, that I came across today was uh, there's a girl in Kentucky who got a tattoo recently. Actually, about a year ago. She got a tattoo, and unfortunately, she got it two days before the COVID pandemic struck Kentucky. And this tattoo says, courageously and radically refuse to wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she's she's adamant she's not anti-mask. It was more of a personal decision prior to that, and I think she would change it (laughs) if... (laughs) I think she there's a lot back. of people that could say that about tattoos. A lot of tattoos? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've but. known a few people that have had them surgically removed really? at different I, times. I hear that's way worse than getting a tattoo. Yeah. I've never crossed that bridge. I guess you really have to want to get rid of it if you got it surgically removed. Right. Right, yeah. Yeah. I've, I, remarkably, I made it through six years in the military without ever getting a tattoo. That's 
It's a feat. Quite an accomplishment. <laughs> Quite an accomplishment. You should be, you should be so proud of yourself. I should. Depend- I mean, it could have been a cool tattoo, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. What was the... I told you there was a story that I wanted you to talk about that we were talking about beforehand. Oh. What was it? I said, oh, you got to talk about that in the news. It was a more serious issue. About Colorado? No. No. Oral Roberts? Oh, the Oral Roberts oh, thing. That's yes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you, yeah, you got to mention that. Currently, uh, as we're aware, that Oral Roberts has advanced in the basketball tournament. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, they are in the Sweet 16 now. Um, 15. The 15th ranked team. Right. In that, yeah. in that, uh, in that bracket. Yeah. And I, I guess the controversy from it is not that they're an, you know, an underrated school or a small school. It's that they're a, Christian school, and some people are under the belief that they should not be participating. Cancel them. Yes, that's their goal. Cancel them because? Of their, they're claiming that they are homophobic and transphobic and, and. Because the school has standards, hey, listen. This is what we believe. This is what we believe. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Right. Um, So that, you know, excludes homosexuality. You cannot practice those things. You cannot curse. You cannot drink. Be promiscuous. Right. All those things. Like so. So as a standard for their as athletes. a standard for their yeah for their athletes for their students. And because the rest of the world says that is not our standard, then then people are saying cancel, cancel, which cancel. is just a shame. I mean, these it's just unfortunate for. The athletes. I mean, they're. This is a huge accomplishment for them. Probably something they never thought they would experience, well, and it'll be tainted. You the know? the bigger issue, though. Okay. That those are values that every Christian person stands on. Mm-hmm. If 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 you believe the Bible to be truth, then you stand on those same principles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if the if if our culture is pushing for this school. To be canceled out of a basketball tournament, which who cares at the end of the day? Right. What well, I mean, what's next? What else is going to be come come after what? Dude, yeah. this is a big deal. I yeah, yeah, and it's it, I, and maybe I was just naive. I don't know, um, but I feel like it's the the momentum has exponentially grown in all these areas where it was always well don't but don't you think and and again i'm you know let's i'm not trying to get like super political here but don't you think the biden harris win was pretty much a okay liberals you have won now take all the ground that you can i mean that's what it felt that's what it's felt like especially with owning i mean with winning house senate and the White House. Right. Yeah. Which, Senate, you could say, not necessarily. I yeah. mean, but Harris makes the... The, the tie. The tie yeah, right. breaker. But the but the reality is, you know, that's what it's felt like. And, it ha- and it's even from the president's actions in the first few weeks in office and all these executive orders that he signed, boom, 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 just one right after the other. Some, rightfully so, he should have, like... You know, there were things that were done by the Trump administration right before he left the House, or right before he left, that needed to be backed off. Right. Okay, I get that. But then it was just, it just kept going. Yes. You know, and... and to the point where you, I can't even begin to know them all. No. At hardly any. No. Yeah. 
but but I, I think you're right. I, I think it ha- it has felt like okay now the liberal you know thinking you know people of this nation have have felt like okay like this is a big win let's take it and roll with it and the media is behind that sure. in a big way you know um, in the stories that they're covering in the stories that they're not covering you know things like that I mean we're not stupid <laughs> I mean that's what that's what right I think they wish we were but we're not stupid but you know at the same time like there is a there is a naiveness and and then almost uh okay like i'm i'm so i don't know like it's so it's so much that that as you said even before and said i think even during like it's hard to it's hard to follow everything that's happening oh, sure. right now yeah i mean everybody's got so much going on and then to try to get into that minutia and that detail and to figure out and the way they're written is for that reason. Yeah. You know, it's just like any contract you've ever read or signed. It's written for a reason. You know, part of that is that you can't understand it. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, no, man, like, seriously, like, it, you know, we can continue to bury our heads in the sand to what this means, but the reality is, like, the writing is on the wall, and I'm not saying, like, you know, the world is going to end, blah, 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 and I'm not saying that, you know, there won't be some balance of power that will come. I'm just saying, like, don't be surprised when they start coming after the church. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean that that is that well, is on the horizon. Even even it was it was shocking to me last week after our talk last week where um, we talked about COVID, and um, I sent you that message where I posted it to my Facebook, and it was immediately flagged as saying this is talking about COVID-19 and I mean we didn't say anything improper no. but it just immediately that I mean that kind of censorship and it was it was a computer censoring us it, yes a computer podcast, flagged it because because the title of the podcast said COVID-19 right and it hadn't been out 15 minutes so there's no way anybody listened to it right it's just immediate and it was kind of eye-opening to know that even our 15 viewers listeners um as small as a footprint that we have is being watched in a way, yeah, you know, electronically or not. And that's, that was kind of interesting just that, you know, I'm sure I've been on the other side of that before, but never knew it, you know, so, but. It's a real deal, man. It is. Um, So we can go back and we can talk about the sermon from this week a little bit. We talked, uh, well, we had uh, Scott. Scott came up and. Can I just say this? Yes. Scott is one of my favorite preachers to listen to. Like, he, I am not just saying that. I I listened to his sermon this morning at, it was 5 o'clock in the morning, driving down 138, and I was, I enjoyed it. And, I mean, there's, there's, as, there's certain times where you can't focus on things like that. Um, and 5 o'clock in the morning is a lot, <laughs> a lot of the times for me that time, and it was it was it was a great message, and I really enjoy listening to him. I really do. Yeah, I, he's, uh, he's, I I I was just sitting there. I'm just listening to him. There there are a lot of there are a lot of guys like I'll listen to him because I feel like I need to listen to him. But like when I listen to Scott, like I I truly enjoy it. Like yes. I truly enjoy yeah. it. And I, I mean, I'm not just saying that. He is he's one of my favorite preachers to I, listen to. I do too. And uh, and then he spoke about. Um, 
David and Bathsheba. Yeah. And that uh, and that story from the Bible, which is one that I've found in my past that um, I've enjoyed that story. It's not... You got some confession time no we need to have here. <laughs> Let's put that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> on the show. On the I show. Like, I feel yeah. like we need to have a confession time, Nelson. Uh, we're going to have some technical difficulties. <laughs> but it's just one of those stories that, you know, it's not super uplifting and it's, but it's real and it's showing that somebody of just this awesome nature can fall just like the rest of us. Yeah. And with his close confidant, um, and putting him through that situation and eventually getting him killed is just, I mean, hard to imagine you in that situation saying yeah. like, this is what I need to do. And, and, and I'm, and I'm going to try to justify it, yeah. you know? And one of the comments that Scott made in his thing was, you know, stop denying your capacity for sin. And it's naive for us to think that we're not capable of something that's just as, just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think too. And, and I would just encourage, because there's too much, I think to, to, to cover, you know, for us to cover right here in just a short, synopsis of of this message but go back listen to it is what i would say check it out leesburgcc.com or our facebook facebook page uh leesburg church of christ mm-hmm. but um in it the the other part of that that i that i really like that i feel like was good it's one thing to know sin it's one thing to recognize your sin it's one thing to to point a finger at it and say this is bad 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 it's a completely other thing to understand how to deal with it in a way that's constructive and real and that is a process to healing and freedom. Right. And to actually repent. Yes. Yes. And so I felt like Scott did a really good job walking mm-hmm. through that process. Yeah. Portraying that process to us in a way that we can like begin to deal with the thing that we're that it, that we're struggling with in our life. Yeah. Because here here's the reality: like we all have that sin. Sure, I mean I'm sure when you were listening to that that sin, like like it did for me, came forefront. Do you want to share? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really trying to make this more intimate time. It's just you and me it's talking. Just, it's just the two of us. It's just you it's and just me, me in a room. Fourteen people. Go ahead, <laughs> share. Just share your heart now. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, yes, absolutely. Um, and, and that sin, you know, that, that thing that I don't want to name, you know, was on my mind and, and processing that, I mean, it, it, it gave me, I guess, courage to, to go after that anew. Does that right. make sense? Right. Like, you know, it's, we, we start to live with that sin in ourselves. We start to be like, you know what, it's bad. But I'm doing the best I can. But that message kind of encouraged and strengthened that resolve to okay, let's let's, let's begin really this battle this. anew. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but but I agree, and, and I think you know I told you about you said you know your your the point of hey David can, even David can fall. It, the the best part of this series that we've been going through, and I keep going back to this, is this point. Saul, who we we think is probably in hell you know, King Saul, you know, terrible guy at the end of his life. And David essentially, like, did the same things. They were both, like, horrible people at times in their lives. The difference was David was a man after God's heart. Right. What's that mean? It just meant that even when he failed, 
like the next step was God, I want to honor you. Yeah. Again. Yeah. God, I want to repent of yeah, this. I want to fix this. God, or, I, or I, I want to, give I, this up. yes, yeah. I want restoration. I want healing between you and me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. Okay. Like if your attitude is when I fail, God, I, I want to continue to honor you and whatever, whatever that looks like in whatever way, like my heart is for you. That's, that's where it's at, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what, what, where our focus should be as Christians. That's where our heart should be. And when it, when it is, then I don't care what you do. Like you're his. Right. Right. Amen to that. And then, uh, Kevin and I earlier this week, we, we learned that we were going to be running solo. Um, and so we kind of kicked around some ideas and, uh, early, early in the week, we kind of landed on a pretty divisive topic, um, that we've thought about for sure in our own personal experiences. Well, it's one that you and I have discussed. Yeah. A lot. Sure, yeah. And, and so uh, it kind of felt natural that, Hey, listen, if it's going to be you and me, let's, like, let's talk about let's it. Let's go down the road. Right. And that road leads to gun control. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now mind you, we did not know about Wednesday yet. <laughs> Wednesday had not happened. Yeah. We were just kicking around some ideas. I said, Hey, Nelson, let's talk about gun control. But let's not let's not just talk about gun control. Let's talk about the slippery slope of governing and putting policy around issues Re- reactively. Reactively, right, right, um, and 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 not looking at like the bigger consequences mm-hmm. of what this looks like and who is really being punished by it. Because one of the, a lot of things, like if you read the articles that are coming out now, and even Kamala Harris said this week, she's like, stop making this a choice between guns and no guns and we're coming to your house. She said, stop doing that. And the reason she said that is because, hey, listen, like we all believe this is wrong. And she's not wrong, she's not wrong about that. Right. Like we all think, mm-hmm. listen, we hate violence. We, right. I, I don't want to support anybody that's going out there and shooting up a bunch of people in a grocery store or or in a in a massage parlor. I I don't support that. I'm not mm-hmm. okay with that. Like that's not something that I want to see happen in the world. In fact, if I was standing there with a gun, I would shoot that person before they had the opportunity to do that. Like right. you know you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I feel about that. But anytime these issues come up, to pretend like it doesn't affect everyone is ridiculous. Right. You know, so so she can say that out of one side of her mouth, but the reality is that any law that they put into effect absolutely affects you and me and and how we can how how we how we if we have guns or if we don't or which guns we can have or which types of ammunition that we can have and all this stuff and that 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 goes against, you know, our fourth amendment rights. Second Amen, second, second or second, yeah, second. Yeah. let's get the, am- the amendments. correct amendment. <laughs> it was the second can we edit that? No, I don't know how to do that. That's oh. Nate's job. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm a volunteer podcaster. You're also a fact checker right there. Evidently. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But no, yeah. So it's it's just, um, and there's a, there's an inherent distrust that a lot of people have with, you know, the the speaking heads of the government and what they say. and this And it comes from the fact that, a lot of times you hear what they say and then what they do are two entirely different things. So uh, when she did come out and say, let's pretend that this, or let's say this is not about removing guns from people. I mean, who believes that? Honestly, I, I, I certainly do not. I think, I think if you, 
if you do believe it, then then you're not seeing the bigger picture of this. I'm not going to say you're an idiot or you're ignorant. What what I'm going to say is that you're not looking at the bigger picture of this. Right. And, you know, and one of the famous quotes from, it's been used by several people, but uh, I know definitively that Rahm Emanuel said it, where it's, uh, you never let a serious crisis go to Rahm Emanuel. He worked for, he was in Obama's cabinet. He was the mayor of Chicago, I believe. Um, Which... Probably violence, gun violence wise, is probably one of the the worst. The worst, right? Um, but what he was quoted is, "You never let a serious crisis go to waste." And and what he said after that to follow, and he said, "What I mean is, it's it's an opportunity to do things you could not do before." And so, basically, if there's a mass shooting, you use that opportunity and that crisis to do something that you weren't able to do before. And don't let it go to waste and hurry up and do it, you know? You know, the logic behind that is not wrong. No. I think the manipulation behind it... Seems wrong. Seems wrong. It's hard It's hard to say that because here, this is the reality if you think about it from a leadership standpoint. Like... If if you do have an agenda and then something reinforces that that has happened, of course you would use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I would say if you're a good leader and you have good intentions and you want the good of the people in mind, then yes, you're going to use that to push and encourage and 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 motivate people to a certain agenda. I think I think the problem becomes when those views are not good, you know, and their intentions are in at the core <laughs> evil because, you know, essentially you're taking certain rights away from people that they can't, in that time, think clearly enough about to make an, an informed and correct decision, decision. on. Right. right. And But anybody that opposes them in that situation automatically looks like a bad person because they oppose something that everybody agrees is wrong. Yeah. Is mass killing wrong? Yes. Yes. Okay. So so anybody then that stands up and says, but don't take our guns. Yeah, wait a minute. Right. Looks like, you know, they're right. encouraging. You're or a bad guy. Allowing. Right. Yeah, right. Right. That's that's how you spin that. That's how you do that. And that's what we see all the time. It's happened over and over and over and over again. You know, hopefully, you know, people are smart enough to understand that that's that's the time old decision and whatever Kamala Harris, you know, says one way or the other. I mean, that's yes, yes, we all disagree. No, don't take our guns. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But why not take our guns? It's one of our constitutional rights. Okay. And I'm just, uh, and, you know, we're just, and we are just going through this. Right. This is not scripted. We haven't, and we don't have an agenda. And I know Kevin's been over there writing questions. So, <laughs> yes. And everyone focused on seeing if I can make you slip up here. There is no doubt. <laughs> so, why? Should we have the right to bear arms? From my understanding, the Second Amendment was written by gentlemen that had just fought a war, shed blood, lost family members and relatives in a war against a tyrannical government. This war was sparked um, 
um, for multiple reasons. Um, but one of those contributing factors was the confiscation and apprehension of firearms and powder from the civilian population by the British government. Um, and then it became the colonist decision to hide it and keep it and move it. And this all blew up. Um, it came to a head in April of, um, April 19th and the battle battles of Lexington and Concord. And the British were on a patrol to raid powder houses because in this time, I don't want to go too deep, but in this time, people had firearms in their home for defense and survival and hunting. Right. But in these, in these cities and these towns, you did not keep your large amount of powder in your house. It's too dangerous. You're using gas lantern or, you know, you're using oil lanterns and things like that and fires to cook and heat. And, um, so you didn't want to keep a keg of powder in your living room. So it was stored at a central location for the city. Um, and basically you went and you checked out what you needed. And, um, it was, it was the British government that came in and tried to confiscate that. And, and that's what really solidified, um, on that, on that particular day, the beginning of the revolutionary war. Um, and so in retrospect, when they're writing a constitution, um, they would put that amendment in there to say, this is not going to happen again. And the way to prevent that is to arm the citizens and to not allow them to be unarmed. Okay, so devil advocate sure. here. <laughs> sure. Then should it be all right that we hold nuclear weapons in our homes or that we have missiles launchers and Apache helicopters? And I mean, because that's the modern... Right. I mean, honestly, if, if you and I walked no, out, no. Out, out our back porches, okay, with even if we had assault rifles, right, and we were to say, okay, like the U.S. government has failed us, and we go and we and we get all together and we say, okay, let's let's fight back. Do we have a chance? No, not <laughs> not in the slightest. Not a beginning of an iota of a chance. Okay, so so even the definition of of why and how has changed so oh, yeah, immensely. I mean, when the amendment was written, it was a lot. I mean the the biggest weapon of the time was cannon. Right. And as a civilian, you were allowed to have a cannon. Right. You know? And it's just through technology. I mean, there's, and finances, there's no way we could even begin to keep up. Right. You know? Uh, but no, we don't stand a chance. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's the, that's the, that's the, I don't know part. Like, so, so the question that I that I ask, and the question that you know that that I think we have to wrestle with at least to a degree, like, you know, does does this law stand, you know, in the same way that it did? And if it doesn't, and it's changed, then, like, what what is the purpose for you and I? like having a weapon now. And 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 okay, if if the purpose is home defense, if the purpose is sport, okay. Then 
should there be a regulation on the caliber or you know the types of of guns that we are allowed to 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 have i mean there are a limit of regulations already mm-hmm. i mean i i can own a machine gun um and that's i think to bring it back to a frustration of gun owners is the lack of knowledge by the lawmakers when they speak about certain subjects where, you know, uh, they, people assume that a semi-automatic firearm is a fully automatic firearm and they're two entirely different things. Absolutely. You know, and fully automatic firearms are illegal. They are not. They are not. Okay. You can own a fully automatic firearm. It has to be licensed. It has to be licensed. You have to go through the, the NFA. Um, it's a, it's a significant background check and a significant cost of ownership. Uh, I think it was the only ones that are allowed to be in civilian hands are pre-1986. I could be wrong on that date. but um, And so, inherently, the value of all these firearms go up tremendously. And I have seen them in, in firearms dealers that are allowed to sell items like this. And you're talking tens of thousands of dollars for a firearm, let alone the ability to feed ammunition to it. Right. You know, and, um, it's very similar to, um, purchasing a suppressor, you know, that, that background check is upwards of six months. And so it's a significant process. It's allowed. Um, but there are significant background checks and, you know, and liabilities that you have when you own that you cannot, if you owned a machine gun, you could not hand it to me and say, go have fun at the range this weekend. That's not allowed. Like you have to be present kind of thing. Significantly regulated, but it is legal. Shockingly. So why? Why is that legal? No. Or why own a gun? Why own a gun? Um, I, I do firmly believe it's for the defense of my family, my home, my community. Um, from enemies that would present themselves, whether that be um, just criminals, whether that be as crazy as it sounds, whether it be an invading army from some other country that, you know, comes into this community somehow. Um, that is why I have fire. Was it Red Dawn? Is that the movie? Yes. Oh, what a great movie. <laughs> Uh, Kurt Ru- no. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Oh, I'm sorry. He's I, had, he had that blazer or that oh, Bronco yeah. truck. Oh, so good. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. They they have a remake. They have a more modern. It's not nearly as no, good. No. Go, go to the 80s. Get yeah. your real films and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Swayze defends against the, the Russians. Russian they, army. Yeah, they paratroop into his, like, the high school football field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So realistic. Yeah, absolutely. But um, that's, I mean, that's why I believe people should have firearms, is yeah. to defend. From the Russians. The Russians. They're on their way. <laughs> <laughs> They've got better things to do. But, um, and that caveat is, it still comes down to a government, a tyrannical government. If that came to our door as a, as, as a country and was established, I feel like that's what those firearms are for. Right. I mean, and it's been talked about before too. Like, um, there's quotes from World War II and the Japanese emperors, and and they talked about um, 
how no one should ever invade the United States because there's a rifle behind every blade of grass and, you know, they've w- woken a, sw- a sleeping giant with Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some truth to that. You know, I mean, it's it, it would be different to um, attack us if they know that we're armed. Now, one of the things that's changed is the responsibility of people with guns today versus maybe how that would have been when in some way or another there was still an attachment to the farm. There's such a disassociation with, you know, agriculture, farming, you know, being out, you know, in in large swaths of land where there's not a house and, you know, you have a lot of people that are living, you know, right next, you know, within 10 feet, you know, their outside doors within 10 feet or their outside walls within 10 feet of the outside wall right. of the person next to them. Yeah, and so, like, there's a lot of a lot of changes, like, to to modern day that, that really have made owning a gun and, and, and using a gun for sport or whatever, you know, so much different. And so, with those changes, even, like, with with some of the things we're seeing with, with some of the, you know, the mass shootings we're seeing, the one in Colorado this week, the one in Georgia this week, you know, these these definitely like make us think. Wait a second, like the, you know, we don't want to see these things. But but should it change? Should there be changes made to who can buy a gun and how you can buy a gun? You know, one of the things that's up in the air right now is like starting to require background checks for people that are buying a gun from, like, if you were to sell so, me a gun right. as a friend. Right. Okay, hey, Nelson, I really want a gun. Like, can you sell me a gun? Maybe you have an extra one that you got that you that you want to sell me. And and I can do that without having any background check at all. You Correct. can sell that to me. I have no back... Nobody has any idea that I own a gun. Correct. Which, there are some people that that's the way they want it. You know, right. they don't want people to know mm-hmm. they have guns. Should that be changed? Should that should those regulations and rules? Should there be more restrictions on on guns being sold that way? It's because, as you said, behind every door in the United States, almost uh, uh, by and large, the biggest majority of people probably own a gun or two, right, or fifty. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, only be so lucky. <laughs> but should some of those rules change? Um. I I I can understand the argument for that. I will give you that. I I do like to think. Um, I I always end up going back to the where I I wish that the laws and regulations that we currently have would already be enforced before we start adding new ones. Um, um, Good point. <laughs> because you, I mean, inherently, even at, even if you're a gun owner and you sell to a friend or a family member, um, you're I feel like you are taking a risk or, you know, you need to be aware of you're supposed to know whether they're legal to own a firearm. And that's, you know, a verbal contract basically is what it is. Is like, you know. Yeah, but it, I mean, at the end of the day, if that person leaves there and goes and mows down, you know, a bunch of people, you're not going to be held liable for not that. Li- probably I mean, not, unless not, it was just complete negligence on your part. Right, or, or not, you know, like if they came in and they were, you know, intoxicated and angry and mad and it's like, hey man, you know, you've been wanting to buy this. You want to take it home? <laughs> Here, I'll load it and chamber <laughs> right. one for you. Right. Like, yeah, no. But, yeah, and 
but legally you might not be liable for it, but certainly emotionally, you know, you're going to be connected to that and know that. Yeah, but the world doesn't care about yeah, that. That's true. True. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like the world could care less about Emotion. you know how you feel. Right. Right. Um, but I, I do. I, I, I think. I think my apprehension for that is the the idea of a slippery slope and like we do this this year and then what is it next time you know and and so like my initial reaction is to say no no like that's in the laws now that it's legal to do let's not change it you know this the gentleman in Colorado bought his rifle at a gun store and passed a background check and from the reports i've seen is i don't know if he should have passed that background check i don't know if it's a disconnect between communicating between mental health professionals and the agencies that do these background but even, checks. But even that, that's a slippery slope, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, I mean, if you have, if you have, you know, we've all been through bad patches and bad times and bad years. And I mean, if you get on to, um, depression medication for, a, for a time in your life and then you, then you get past that does that still prevent you from, you know, owning a firearm? And that's, and that's a scary thought to think that like, you know, one decision, um, even if it's for the best interest of you and your family and, and everybody involved, it could prohibit you in the future when you're in a better state, you know? So, um, there's a, there's a bill that's about to be brought. No, no, no. A case that's about to be brought before the Supreme court. Um, essentially the story goes like this, man and wife get into an argument. They've been married for years and years and years. They get into an argument, they're fighting, they're really going at it. He walks in, grabs an unloaded gun, brings it in to, uh, the kitchen, lays it on the counter and says, here, just end it then. Right? Like essentially is what he says here, end it here. Shoot me. If, if, if you're so fed up with it, like shoot me, like get it over with. You know, again, being dramatic, right. you know, in a fight, it's escalating. It's the crazy cycle is set in. So, goes through this whole process, boom, 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 you know, um, it escalates even further. Uh, she leaves, um, calls him the next day. He doesn't answer. So, she calls the cops, says, go do a wellness check. Mm-hmm. They show up. He's there. He says, no. I'm fine. I'm just ticked off. You know, uh, they know about the gun. So the cops say, hey, listen, like, you need to go get checked out. You know, you we feel like you could commit suicide. And he's like, no, I'm fine. And they essentially threaten him um, and say, like, you need to do this or else. And so he goes. They release him within a few minutes. He just, hey, listen, you're fine. Get out of here. Um, but they use... I forget the name. Do you remember the the law that they used or the or the this reasoning? Is a probable cause. I don't. Something about the fact that if you were to leave your car on the side of the road and a cop shows up and sees it and realizes this could create danger, they're allowed to move your personal property. Essentially, without, it was that without warrant. Without warrant. Right. Okay, I'm allowed to enter your personal property. I'm allowed to move your personal property because it cause it could it could create a dangerous situation for another motorist driving down the road. Okay? That makes sense, right? Right. They have said 
using that same law that they removed this man's guns for that reason. And it's made it through every court up into the Supreme Court. And this is the big issue. Okay, If it does, then it gives reason for police officers even to not have a really good reason to just say, hey, listen, we're just going to take their guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like here, you know, these are issues that are coming up, you know, that we're sitting here saying, okay, like this is a right. We have the right to own a gun, regardless of why you say you want to own a gun. Like, you know, for some people, I, I love hunting, like, uh, and so I own guns to hunt, but I also have guns that I shoot for sport and I also have guns that I use for self-defense. Um, and, and so I have multiple reasons to, to own a gun. I don't believe that I could protect myself from the government if if the military backed the government. That's the yeah. Right? right. Like at the end of the day. But I do believe like there are reasons to own guns and I do believe that uh you know, that I that I like the right to own a gun and, and I want that right and, and I do think that anything that we deal with in this issue becomes a very slippery slope mm-hmm. as we move forward and we try to legislate every knick-knack thing that right. happens. Now, I'm not calling a mass shooting a knick-knack thing. Right. That's a big deal. But when you are staking the you know, reason to have an assault weapon or not have an assault weapon completely on the fact that some nut job decided to walk into a grocery store I mean that's dude that's lose lose. Like there's no way I win. Yeah. Because because of the of the millions of people that live in this nation, there's definitely somebody crazy enough to do that if they have that weapon. Mm-hmm. And there's some really good people that are crazy enough to do that at the wrong place at the wrong time if they have that weapon. Mm-hmm. You know? And and so I you know again the one of the things that I want to talk about in this issue is like this is a really slippery slope that kind of leads into other issues that we definitely can say like no this this can't go on like this because if you do this then this if you try to regulate some of these things and you get nitpicky like at the end of the day we're all going to be wrapped in bubble tape sitting in our in our in our you know living rooms being fed by a you know some kind of tube watching TV all day and not doing anything because anything we do could be harmful to myself or someone else right i mean that's 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 the reality of trying to legislate every single thing that happens in the world and inherently with a freedom based population there is a risk involved with that freedom you don't have that protection and that safety net at all times right you don't and it's, it's, uh, I mean, that's a risk that you take and it's, 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 it just depends on how, I mean, it almost, you know, how valuable is that freedom compared to the risk that you, um, have to incur by allowing people to make their own decisions and the consequences that, that those create. Right. Right. No, I, and and I think, you know, I think that's that that's the biggest issue I have with this. On on one side of this is it does feel as though the liberal side of our government wants to 
take this away, take this right away, it does feel like it is an attack on everyone, whether 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 there are some good intentioned people that are not thinking that way or not. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like like we have to try to to look at this from both sides. And and I'd even say like you know I do have some hesitancy from the, from the standpoint that you do of okay if we give them this then what else are they going to take? But that stigma even of this has to go away. Right. Because the reality is, like, yes, like, background checks on private guns sold between you and I probably should happen because I'm not responsible enough when I sell a weapon to you to look into your past and say, hey, listen, no, you shouldn't own this. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, I'm not, I, I don't have the resources to do that. Nor are you going to. Nor am I going yeah. to, because all I care about is if you give me enough money for it, and mm. I can go buy another gun with it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But, but the other side of that is then okay, the people that that are making this legislation, and here's what you've seen, okay, when 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 the stimulus bills have been passed, okay, not only are they passing this stimulus bill, but they're slipping other things into oh, it, absolutely. right? Yeah. Okay, it looks good that they want to give you fourteen hundred dollars, okay? <laughs> it, it looks good in my bank account, okay? Did, I again, like I know, yeah. like I'm not, I'm no dummy to like the fact that. Like we're gonna pay for this at some point, but the reality is this: right now, an extra fifty six hundred bucks is kind of nice. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt me at all. Right, right. Um, but what else was passed in this bill? You know that that came with the sugar coating of fourteen hundred dollars. You can all have fourteen hundred dollars, but I'm gonna slip this bill and this bill and this bill and this bill and this thing in with it, and it's gonna, I'm gonna package it all together. And I know you're going to be okay with this from a public opinion standpoint because you didn't read it and you don't know all the other stuff that that it's being pushed through too. Okay, and so on one side, there's a responsibility for people who say, I want guns, to say, hey, listen, like, yes, we can go this far because it should and it's responsible to go this far. But then on the people that are putting pushing these bills through that maybe have more of a liberal agenda, not to have... This manipulative agenda that's going to push through things mm-hmm. that absolutely should not be should pushed not through, be yeah. you know, that are going to have detrimental effects so to people it, that own guns. You know, like because I was kind of like it's the lack of trust, and that that's all that it would be, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, no, I agree with you that that like, I mean, when these things happen, even even though people who know me know that I believe in the Second Amendment. Like, there's no doubt about that. But when things like this happen, I, I, I question things. You know, I question, my, you know, where do I really stand on this? Like, is this worth this event occurring? You know, and um, I mean, that's just, that's just being real. Like, it, it, it plants a seed of like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the honest thing? Am I doing the most moral thing I can do by supporting this amendment? You know, so I don't know. It's a tough one. It is. Yeah. And I mean, and you said it like it's a slippery slope um, as it should be. Like it's not, I don't think it's, excuse me, I don't think it's a cut and dry thing. Um, I, you know, it, but I think the fear is that if, if, if we give a little, 
you know, if I give an inch, they'll take a mile. They'll take a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know what was the the Biden quote? I believe was, "Hey, listen, when I was a senator, we voted assault weapons out, and it was that way for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 mass shootings went down. Let's do it again." Like that was his quote. Okay. So th- that brings up the question. Okay, I, you know, I've I like assault weapons. I think they're they're very cool. <laughs> uh, I love them. Is it rightful, you know, to for them to to take away assault weapons? Because the reality is, like, you can do a lot more damage with a assault weapon with, you know, a clip for fifty, you know, bullets versus, you know, a handgun with seventeen. So, like, what if what if the rule was, hey, listen, we're going to take your assault we- assault weapons, assault rifles. <laughs> we're going to let you keep everything else, but we want your assault rifles. And 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 again, that co- that goes back to give an inch, they'll take a mile. The definition of an assault weapon, I know that seems to be like a talking point and like a scapegoat, like, well, defines assault weapon, you know, and because if. I've seen some of the lists that have been put out, what would be banned. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's everything, you know, anything that's semi-automatic and dark in color. You're like, that's pretty much every rifle, you know? And, and I think that's, except for my, my pink AR. Well, I mean, get the spray can out, (laughs) get it going. But, um, and and that's, and, and that's where I, I, I mean, I would not support that. You know, I I think that yes, an AR-15 can hold a lot of ammunition. Absolutely, it can. Um, but inherently, it's a semi-automatic firearm. It's not fully automatic. It's not a machine gun. It's and there are semi-automatic .30-06 hunting rifles out there, which is a lot larger round that can produce a lot more damage. But in this lack of knowledge in this regulation that firearm would be entirely legal and it just it doesn't it doesn't compute sometimes yeah it's not that gun doesn't make the movies as much as the AR right or the AK right because it doesn't look the part right it doesn't look cool right and i mean i think another big thing that i would love to see um we we require hunters education we require boaters education we require driving education we require all these sign offs to do everyday things and is it too much to ask that you know even if it's just a 4H camp or program for children and youth to be cognizant of marksmanship and or even rifle safety. You know, I'm, I just went through with Nate a scuba class. Mm-hmm. I cannot go scuba diving without this certification right. that says you can do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, how hard it would be to say, okay, listen, if you're going to buy a gun, if you've never owned a gun before, and you want to you own a gun, you have to go through 
this course. This course. Even if it's, even if it's, you know, one weekend, a few hours, or an online course where it's, you know, it's it's put out by the ATF and it says you've got to accomplish this many tasks and this. You know, I don't, I don't feel like that's, you have to go through the Keanu Reeves obstacle course. If they provide the ammunition for it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referring to a YouTube video where Keanu Reeves is training for. John Wick. John Wick. And he is a phenomenal. He's a beast. Gun wielder. Yeah. He's yeah. He's legit. Maybe and not the best actor, but phenomenal does. gun wielder. Yeah. He's yeah. he can he can shoot a gun for Yes, sure. he can. Yep. Yeah. I'd say he owns a few ARs. I I I uh I participate with a program that, that does promote rifle marksmanship and rifle safety. And that's the first thing that we hit. We we get we get shooters on our line that have they haven't pulled the price tag off their firearm. They have no idea, not the slightest idea what they're doing. And the first thing we do is rifle safety. And it's the most important thing. As I mean, there's a safe way and a right way to do this. And the safe way is the right way. And so I, I don't think that that's too far of a reach to think that like we could figure out some way to have some kind of education or requirement prior to purchasing a firearm. When I was... You're going to hear the people that are always going to say, well, you know, I'm in danger. I need a gun now. And, you know, so, you know, like, that's the argument to that. Is, well, and I don't disagree. I don't either. I mean, there's there's always... There's, and, and see, that's the thing. When you have over-legislation, mm-hmm. then what you what you take away is the ability for... People to use the best discretion they can to and, make decisions in the moment. And how many times have we talked about personal responsibility on this podcast alone, yeah. where it's like it, it boils down to personal responsibility, and people need to take responsibility for their education, their safety, and their reasons for doing things. Right. Yeah. So, I think the issue is though the bigger issue is I may take responsibility for my own actions, but what about the actions of someone else and what they're doing and and what they're taking? Right. You know, because the reality is, I mean, if you, I mean, the drug epidemic in and of itself is 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 perfect explanation of this. People die of drug overdoses all the time, every day, because they don't don't take enough responsibility for themselves, or um, because someone Else. sells them something or, that, or or their parents put them in a lifestyle and a cycle that. They didn't have a chance right. to get away from right, right, and that was their responsibility was to raise that, you know, and it kind of comes back. And 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 again, yeah, but this is the this is the whole thing. Like, so when I when I was growing up, as soon as I could hold a gun, my dad started to take me hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, at I made mistakes. Yeah, you know, I pointed the gun at someone, you know, on accident, and my dad ripped me apart just just lit me up and it stuck, took the gun it stuck with you yeah 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 okay but there and i and i still made other mistakes but like he made it his responsibility to teach me gun safety mm-hmm. and even as an adult right like when the kids were really little you know i would have a, a gun at home loaded chambered ready to rock and roll if i needed it and 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 I didn't always put it in the place where I should have, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids had could access that. Now they were too little, but at the same time, like my dad even like recently like lit me up and said, 
I will not have it anymore. You will not own a gun and put it in a place where your grand, where my grandchildren can access them without it being locked up. Again, still teaching me, you know, still taking on that responsibility as a dad to teach his son, you know, a lesson that I absolutely should have already dealt with and knew that I needed to, but, but I just hadn't. Yeah. And And we're still learning. We're still yeah. learning. We're always still learning. I mean, but if, if we, but we're so far removed from that, yeah. Nelson. Like that, you don't. You, there, uh, there are a lot of dads that aren't doing that right. now. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And even parents who are so fearful of guns, because mm-hmm. it, it, they're, they're not willing. They're, they're, they're. What they're saying to their kids is, "Don't you ever own a gun." And I mean, when I was in high school, which is twenty years ago, which is not that long ago. We, I mean, people took firearms to school in their trucks to go hunting afterwards. Yeah, you do that now? Wow. Watch wow. out. Watch out. It happened and, here in Leesburg. Oops. Yeah. Where a kid... Just had in the back of the truck or It whatever. was hunting season, man. Yeah. He had it Deer sitting season. there, didn't even think about it. No, he was hunting that morning right. or whatever. And it, it, there's been a big shift and a big... It was always something that was around. And so you were cognizant of it. And even as a, as a youth, you knew, like... And that education's dropped off. Yeah. You know, so, I, I did have to go through a hunter's class. Not only did Dad, you know, take a interest in teaching me how to be safe and do the right thing, even owning a gun and the responsibility of that, and learning how to clean it and all those things. Um, but Dad shipped me off to you know a, a guy down the road who was very big into hunting, and I spent hours and hours and hours at his house shooting a bow learning how to do it properly, do it safely, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. I mean, it, it was something that, you know, I I did have a a a, a big education in. Um, but you're again, we're moving away so much from that that the call for legislation in this I don't think is wrong. I think you know, let's be responsible with it from a conservative standpoint and from a liberal standpoint, whether you love guns or you hate guns, like let's be responsible with how we're making these decisions mm-hmm. and, and why we're making these decisions and, and, and not just, you know, just whatever, you know, if I can get this, I'm going to take it. I don't care who it affects. I don't care who it hurts. Like, you know, I, I just want this law at any cost. Right. Now. Now. That can't be the mentality. No, um, it has to be responsible in both directions. It can't be we're not going to do anything because ever. we know if we give you an inch, you'll take a mile. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I agree. Yeah. Although everything we're fed makes us believe that will absolutely happen. I mean, anytime this this stuff comes up, and and again, like think about like even the coverage. I mean, <laughs> you. I scratch my head. Because I haven't heard of a mass shooting in over a year, right? Mm-hmm. Since since all this stuff is is going on, that has not been on the agenda, right? It's not been the media has not has not portrayed this. All of a sudden, boom, 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 boom! Like let's let's get the t- our attention focused on this issue again. Right. Now, is it that nothing has happened? No, I'm no, I'm betting sure. there's been several things that have happened. But it just didn't make national news. Just didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me skeptical too. <laughs> that seems like it's very, you know, agenda oriented in its exposure for us. And let's get this issue back out there. Let's do what we can 
to just shut this thing down. Now's you know? the chance. Yeah. Now's our, Now's our chance. Yeah. Like, let's use this as an opportunity. People are excited about it. People are, you know, worked up about it. You know, people will kind of fall in line. You know, that seems manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, there is a wisdom that you and I have to have in this. But there's an expectation of a wisdom that our leaders should have in this. And I, you know, the more, the, the further we go on, you know, in this nation, the less I feel like I can trust, you know, our media, the less I feel like we can trust, you know, our political leaders, the less I feel like we can trust that they're giving us the whole truth, you know, that it's not closed doors, that it's not behind the scenes, because the reality is that stuff's been going on. I mean, forever. Yeah. yeah. You know. And and I think I think that's what makes this very difficult. Any other thoughts? It's it's a very difficult topic, um, and one that we both believe in, and uh, and that we both thought about independently before this even has you know even we had this discussion. And we just hope that really this discussion can be just that a discussion about possibilities and to open our minds to possibilities and ideas and to create a safer environment and to be able to hold on to the values that this country was founded on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like my guns. I do too. If you ever don't like them, (laughs) (laughs) you can give them to Biden. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think that's what you were going to say. No, it was not. Um, so, I don't know why, but the thing that's come up for me this week as we've been kind of getting ready for this session, this show, is this idea of turn the other cheek. Now, when I say that, and 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 I am trying to trick you. <laughs> Where's Cody? <laughs> Can you repeat the question, please? Uh, I'll just piggyback off Cody. <laughs> um, when when you think about like what that means, what like what do you think? Turn turn the cheek, turn turn the other cheek. What what do you think that means? Honestly, like first thing that comes to my mind, and I'm not going to try to overthink it, but the first thing that comes to my mind is road rage, 100. percent That's that's like. At one time in my life, I was a young, reckless youth, and I would let somebody cut me off, or somebody would cut me off on the road, and I wouldn't let it go. And I'd be angry and mad and cause a scene, right? Um, And that's a simple idea. And over time, it's been where it's like, you obviously have a better place to be, or a reason to get there quicker than me, and I don't really care, you know? And to me, that's kind of turning the other cheek. Um, I know what you're getting at. Um, I have a feeling, but (laughs) I struggle inherently with the thought that if my family, my wife or daughters are in imminent harm or myself is in imminent harm, that I am going to turn the other cheek. Um, I'll put it out there. I mean, like I'll, like I firmly, I inherently don't know if I could do that or I would. Which means what? That I would take aggressive, offensive action. Right. So, when you, when you hear that passage, is that what make, 
is that what it makes you think like that that's what you're being called called to do as a Christian? Slightly. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you then, you know, how, again, like one of the things we talk about is like, you know, the Jesus stuff's like pretty radical and it's not, Hey, pick and choose what you want to do. And you right. know, yeah. it's, it's follow me. Mm-hmm. So how do you justify that? Come on, man! Come on, man! Uh, you should see him just roasting over there. That's a tough one. Let man. me, let me, let me, let give me. Give me a. Oh, you throw can me. I, can I bail you out, please? Okay, let me bail you out. That's not what he's talking about. We 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 have this idea that it that we're called to some kind of weakness. Hey, let me let me let me. What do you got? Do you? I, you want to I was that? listening to something this week, and it was talking about Jesus as a warrior, and he was not a timid, shy, passive man. Right. And I think I don't know if that's where you're going, yeah. but like, I, go ahead. Let Sorry. Me, let me let me ask you this: Would it be easier for you if me, as your friend, if I wronged you in some way? To write me off and just forget it, or to actually re-engage me for forgiveness and love. It would be far easier to forgive you than you, to write you off. You think it would? You, okay. What What is the wrong? Wait here. Okay. <laughs> See again. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's Let's make it like serious. Let Let Let, let Let's Let's just say. Hypothetically, um, you know, it's it's something big. very big. Okay. Again, but, you yeah, know, yeah. When you start, like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but it it would be harder to reengage right, and, and like forgive actually you. forgive and to actually to actually forgive instead of I forgive you. And then I will constantly watch my back when you're But not around. just constantly watch your back. Like, it's going to constantly, like, like play into the decision of, and, hey, Tay, should we go hang out with the Stookies or, this week or not? Oh, it's going to be me and Kevin this week on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, I can come up with an excuse, too. Yeah. Again, you know, that so when, when Jesus says turn the other cheek, there are two ways that you turn your cheek, okay? One is you slap me in the face. And I turn it. The other is you kiss me on the cheek, and I turn it. Okay, one is good, one is bad, right? One is good relationship, which we hope for. One is bad, and 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 we 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 don't want. But the reality is, if if the bad happens, when I turn the other cheek, it's not it's not for you to smack me again. It's not to be like disengaged emotionally. It's to say, hey, listen. I'm re-engaging for relationship and the hope that there can be restoration and that us as enemies can actually become friends. Us as people who have been severely hurt by one another can become restored and lo- in a loving relationship again. You know, and and uh, so that's what it's called to. So so what do I think it means? I think it means this. I think it means that you can defend your home. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. You know, I I believe that there are consequences to our decisions, and so me engaging in an enemy 
may mean that I have to prevent that enemy from doing the thing that they want to do because I know what they want to do is wrong, and to engage them means that I have to prevent them from doing the wrong to bless them in in the long run. Prison may be what that enemy needs. And the reality is I've been in those places where I've seen those individuals find Jesus in a way that they never could have if they never would have seen that. If they if they hadn't gone to prison. There are consequences to the decisions we make and the things that we do. And so, like, I I don't I don't think it's wrong to preserve life. I don't think it's wrong to 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 own a gun and to to defend yourself. What I think what I think as a Christian, like, we need to understand is that like it's not as easy as writing someone off. Yeah. It's as hard as maybe I make this decision to do this thing, but I'm going to love them through this process in hopes of restoration in the long run. And that means like more sacrifice than ever would just to say, hey, listen, like I'll take that and I'll take whatever else you have, but I'm I'm not going to love you. I'm not going to care about you. I'm going to pull my emotions back even though physically like you are harming me. That that's not what he that's not what he's talking about. Jesus was a warrior, but only because like he would he would do the hard work of loving people that you and I can't even imagine to do because we've never engaged people in that way. At least certain people in that mm-hmm. way. He's saying engage them all that way. These are my th- this is my creation. These are the people that I love. Like don't avoid them. Don't ignore them. Don't write them off. Don't turn the cheek and say I can forget you now. No. Engage them, love them radically for my name's sake. Boom. Boom. It's good talk, man. Yeah. Enjoyed it. We should talk guns more often. Arguably, I talk about guns too much. (laughs) You can ask my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes up every week. I can stop. No, maybe not. (laughs) Favorite gun ever. M1 Grand. Okay. 1911. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta stop him now. Okay. Favorite gun ever. Uh, I, I gotta say, like, I am a super big fan of the 4570 with the lever action. S- side gate. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. It is classic. The noise. It's classic. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. And I slay deer with it, so that helps. That's that's part of it for me. Yeah, I have not shot a deer with my M1 Garand. You you should legally in Ohio somewhere I else. Am not allowed to do that. <laughs> Nor would I somewhere ever do that. besides <laughs> Ohio. Ohio. That's right. <laughs> uh, good deal, man. Yeah. Hey, Nelson, it was good talking with you. That's fun, man. Yeah, it's a good time. We should kick the other guys out more often. All right, do it. They're fired. Yes. Weakest link. <laughs> we need Nate for the computers and stuff because yeah. my abilities are limited. But, very, very limited. Well, we appreciate you guys joining with us today. Um, and we went a little long today, but, you know, it's it a lot going on right now. We just, it's good to sit down and have a discussion about things and see a different vantage point. So we appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.